and welcome to the Sacred City Life Podcast. This is your host, Pastor Justin Dean, and this podcast is all about helping you follow Jesus in the everyday, normal rhythms of life. In this segment of the podcast, we call Theology for Everyone, and we are slowly, right now, working our way through the Westminster Confession of Faith, trying to help our people become better theologians. On the podcast today, guys, why don't you introduce yourselves? Uh, it's Rob Spikstra, Pastor of Discipleship. <laughs> Alex Tate, Secretary of Youth Director. And Kevin Knorr, Pastoral Assistant. All right, thank you, guys. We are currently in Chapter 21 of the Westminster Confession. We are talking about the religious worship and the Sabbath day. Today, we are going to finish this chapter up. We're going to talk about Articles 7 and 8, and I am pretty excited to talk about this. To be honest, this was um, an area that I did do some extra study on just because um, I know there's some controversy in this sec- in these two sections, and I wanted to kind of get, get down in it, and I hadn't really studied it too much for myself, so I wanted to, to come to some conclusions, so I'm excited to get into it today. Uh, Kevin, you want to go ahead and, and read Article 7 for us? You bet. As it is the law of nature that, in general, a due proportion of time be set apart for the worship of God, so, in his word, by a positive, moral, and perpetual commandment, binding all men in all ages, he has particularly appointed one day in seven for a Sabbath, to be kept holy unto him, which, from the beginning of the world to the resurrection of Christ, was the last day of the week, and, from the resurrection of Christ, was changed into the first day of the week, which, in scripture, is called the Lord's Day, and is to be continued to the end of the world as the Christian Sabbath. Okay. All right, interesting way to start to talk about the Sabbath. They argue first, he says, as it is the law of nature, that in general a due proportion of time be set apart for the worship of God. So they're arguing here first from just natural revelation, or we could say general revelation, that Romans 1 talks about this, that everyone can tell just by looking at creation that there is a creator, and just from that general revelation or that natural revelation, you should come to the conclusion that the creator deserves some of my time. Yeah. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> right? Like okay, that makes sense. Guess what? If if somebody created me, maybe I should give him some allegiance, right? Yeah. So they they start here just from a natural revelation, okay? Now, this is also affirmed by studying every single culture of the world. Mm. Every single culture of the yeah. world sets aside some time of worship, some times of meditation, sometimes to commune with whatever God they think it is. So, so that they're, they're right. This natural revelation does um, speak in this way. But on top of nat- natural revelation, we don't just stop there. So in his word, by a positive, moral, and perpetual commandment binding all men in all ages. Okay, now remember, we've already talked about the law. Right, mm-hmm. And we talked sure. about the law. We, we broke it down into the ceremonial. We broke it down into the um, civic or civil law. And we broke it down in the moral law. We can see right away where the Westminster divines here are, are what, what they, how are they categorizing the Sabbath? Yeah, they've landed on the moral, haven't they? They've landed <laughs> on the moral. That's right. So they, and therefore, because it's moral, 
it is perpetual commandment binding all men in all ages. Mm. So when we read the Ten Commandments, um, this is one of them, right? This is one of them. Keep the Sabbath day holy. And so they're, they're saying this is part of the moral law. So therefore, this is binding on all people mm. to keep the Sabbath, just like we can't steal, just like we can't commit adultery, just mm. like we can't bear false witness, just like we can't worship other gods. We have to set aside the Sabbath yeah. and worship him. Man, you think about that in terms of the, the weight. We think of those other ones. Oh, of course I won't steal. Of course I'm not going to commit adultery. Of course I'm not going to murder. But how many of us say, eh, Sabbath, I don't know. You know, <laughs> give or take. we don't think of the way. Yeah, give it or take. Or take. Ah, I don't know what I'm going to do. But it's interesting. He puts that same kind of uh, kind of weight to this. Is this is absolutely important for our, our our moral life? Yeah, because again, and this is why, if you don't have a good understanding of the law of God, you might just dismiss it because this sure. one doesn't feel it doesn't feel as important, right. as vital, right? But God knows us better than we know ourselves. God created the world. God knows what we need. And God knows um, that we are created for him, and we need to set aside that time to worship him, okay? So, binding on all men in all ages, he hath particularly appointed one day in seven for a Sabbath to be kept holy unto him. You want to have a text? We have a text for that one? Exodus 28. Remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Six days you shall labor and do all your work, but the seventh day is, is the Sabbath to the Lord your God. On it you shall do no work. You or your sons or your daughters or your male servants or your female servants, your livestock or your sojourner who is within your gates. Okay. So remember the Sabbath and keep it holy and do no work. So there's, there's a, a setting aside to make sure it's holy. Like So there's worship worship stuff that we need to do and then there's rest do yeah. no do no work okay so, so somebody say like i mean of course you know spending time with god and um and walking with him is is very important why isn't it six days you know um focusing on him and and sabbathing and then one day work because from the beginning of the world to the resurrection of Christ was the last day of the week. Okay, so that's the next line. <laughs> yeah. And what they're doing there is saying the Sabbath didn't begin in Exodus 20, verse 8, where we just read it, mm-hmm. where Mo- God gave it, it to, the, to, to Moses in the law. It actually was a creational mm-hmm. ordinance. So mm-hmm. remember, in, the, in creation yeah. himself, God worked six days and then rested on the seventh day. And my son, when he was a little kid always would say, God rested and enjoyed the sun. (laughs) (laughs) And he just enjoyed what he had made. He, Mm -hmm. you know, he uh, enjoyed what, what he had made. So, so then the, the old Testament law picked this up and they would work six days and then rest on the, uh, on the seventh day of the week. Right. So Mm -hmm. they would rest on Saturday. Right. Mm -hmm. So Saturday was the Sabbath. It was the last day of the week. But then listen to this. And from the resurrection of Christ was changed into the first day of the week. We got a text for that? Yeah, Acts 27 says, On the first day of the week, when we were gathered together to break bread, Paul talked with them, intending to depart on the next day, and he prolonged his speech until midnight. Okay. And it's also called the Lord's day. So Sunday is now called the Lord's day because Jesus Christ was resurrected on Sunday. Mm. And so the, the, the early church, um, 
stopped celebrating Sabbath on Saturday and started gathering and celebrating Sabbath on Sunday, on the Lord's Day. And this is a monumental shift during that time. Is that where a lot of people, too, like, say, like, you know, Sunday's the beginning of the week and not Monday? Is that where that comes from there as well? Uh, well, hmm. I don't know. I don't know where that's that's from. Yeah. Why we call it the first day of the week, but... I don't know either. I don't know off the top of my head. Um, um, so the first was changed. Sunday was changed to the first or first day of the week, which in scripture is called the Lord's Day. We got a text for that one. Revelations, uh, Revelations 1.10. I was in the spirit on the Lord's day and I heard behind me a loud voice like a trumpet. Mm-hmm. It's the Lord's day because he was resurrected to new life on that day. And the Sabbath is to be continued to the end of the world as the Christian Sabbath. What text do we have for that? Exodus 28 and 10. Remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. But the seventh day is a Sabbath to the Lord your God. On it you shall not do any work, you or your son or your daughter. And that's the text okay, yep. Tate read. Yeah. Same text, Tate, Tate read. Okay, so here's what we need to understand. <clears throat> the Sabbath was not a part of the ceremonial law. And therefore, once Christ was resurrected, he did not set aside the Sabbath, mm-hmm. right? And now just all seven days are quote-unquote holy unto the Lord and you can just do whatever you want and you can work seven days a week. The Sabbath is part of the moral law. The Sabbath just switched from Saturday to Sunday, mm-hmm. okay? And it's still perpetual. So this is, we're still, Christians today are still required to honor the Sabbath and to obey the Sabbath. So what does that look like for uh, um, today's time where some people are mandatory to work seven days a week and things like that? So what, what does that look like for, for those people that are, are Christians? Well, why don't you save that question until after we go through the next article? Okay. Because the next article is going to get into some of those details, but that yeah. question might still need to be asked and answered. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Kevin, you want to read Article 8? This Sabbath is then kept holy unto the Lord when men, after a due preparing of their hearts and ordering of their common affairs beforehand, do not only observe a holy rest all the day from their own works, words, and thoughts about their worldly employments and recreations, but also are taken up the whole time in the public and private exercises of his worship and in the duties of necessity and mercy. Okay. Um, so I'm going to tell you right away, there's some things in here that I have qualms with, I would, I would push back on and, and disagree with. And actually, even the, the, um, the Westminster Divines, there, there was a lot of disagreement on this, um, on this article. And the Puritans won out against what's called the Continental Reformers, like John Calvin, people like that. And I'll, I'll get to that in a second. But let's, let's get into it. This Sabbath is then kept holy unto the Lord when men, after a due preparing of their hearts, now this is interesting. Mm -hmm. They're saying that in order to practice the Sabbath correctly, biblically, it requires you to prepare your heart in a a due way, in 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 a circumspect manner. That there, that there is something you need to do beforehand. So it's talking about, I guess if you go out drinking on Saturday night 
and you can barely pull yourself out of bed on Sunday morning, do you think you've really, you've prepared yourself to worship God rightly? No. Right? Yeah, no, and, and, and really, you know, you look at it, it says, do, do preparing of the heart. It's, it's really starting to examine your own heart and getting your, your heart ready and prepared for, for, the, for, the, for the time of worship that you're yep. going to be getting into. Because then you see the next, the, the next, next phrase, and ordering of the common affairs beforehand, mm-hmm. there's then also this kind of this... Um, Structurally, mm-hmm. am, is, am I ready? Am I? Can I? Can I actually? Do I have time to actually worship God? Um, and so we, we got to be doing something even structurally, you know, just physically to prepare ourselves for that 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 day. And that kind of starting to get back to your question there, uh, Alex. Yeah. So I'll, I'll just I'll, I'll tell you one of the things that my family likes to do is we have a Saturday family dinner at my parents' house and my sister bring her kids over. We bring our kids over. My mom cooks, cooks a meal. I pray before the meal and I talk about, I ask God to make our hearts ready for worship Sunday morning. And we just kind of have a family time preparation time. And then we go home and we can, we can go to bed at a decent time and we get up, we get up ready to worship as opposed to letting my kids run on my life and they have, Oh, my friends are doing this. My friends are doing that. I got to, I got all this stuff going on. And then Saturday night, Saturday gets packed full of all your kids activities or whatever. And then you think on Saturday night of all the stuff that you've got to do before work on Monday. Mm. And then you're tempted to just, I'm just going to sleep in tomorrow morning. I'll get ahead. I got to get ahead of my work for Monday or I got to take care of all the grocery orders and I got to do all this kind of stuff. And so they're telling us here the Sabbath is so important that it requires some, some thought beforehand, some preparation of our heart and preparation of our schedule if we're actually going to mm-hmm. observe the Sabbath correctly. Mm-hmm. Okay? Mm-hmm. Can we get back to Alex's question here? Can we, uh, is this a good time? You wanna... Yeah, go ahead. What did what, you ask? Do you remember, Alex? Um, yeah, so what does it look like for um, the, the person that, you know, is... Um, working and their their bosses mandating them to you know work seven days a week and they have to you know continue mm-hmm. to work um, you know twenty days and then they get a day off things sure. like that. Well, yeah, yeah and that's interesting because I, I thought there was two questions there. There can be two questions there. One is what happens if your particular work schedule uh, causes you to have to work. I mean, you do have to work through on Sunday, but you have a, you know every week every Tuesday. Let's say yeah, you yeah. have Tuesday off every week. Can you can you keep the Sabbath on that day? That'd yeah. be one question. Another question you're asking is, is then of course is the demand of one's you know employer who yeah. is not following the law of God and is asking you to work 20 days. Yeah, I think mm-hmm. that those are those are two two things we need to be thinking about here. Yeah, and I think there's a there there could be a lot lot of answers to that question. Mm-hmm. Um, first off, I'd be like, you know, is this the job you want? Right. Like, yeah. Uh, yeah. Because there are some jobs that are that are just not following the law of God, and mm-hmm. therefore they're not going to bring about human flourishing, and they're not going to be good for you. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm thinking of guys that have to work swing shifts all the time. Their shifts go all over the place. They're just living a diminished life, you know, because mm-hmm. their body can't keep up. Um, but this is where John Calvin, John Calvin believed that the Sabbath was to be celebrated one day among seven, mm. but it did not necessarily have to be Sunday. Yep. He said there's biblical warrant for Sunday. You know, the, the apostles did it. You know, they call it the Lord's Day. That's preferable. And then we're all setting it aside and all of the, all of us are agreeing Sunday's that mm-hmm. day. But if we all set aside Wednesday and Wednesday became that day, then we could do it on, we could do it on Wednesday. Mm-hmm. So there isn't necessarily something, you know, s- 
you know, super special about Sunday, mm-hmm. right? It could be any day. But that's the day that we've set aside, the early church kind of decided to set aside, and we follow in their footsteps to, to set it aside, and we've, we're honoring the, the resurrection of Christ on that day. So um, what does it look like for a guy that has to work, you know, seven days a week? First off, I would say, I, if you, I, I would cons- try to talk this guy into having a, a, some biblical convictions that this is not healthy. This is not right. This is not God honoring. The, 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 they're not meant to function like this, mm-hmm. right? And uh, and so I would talk. Go to your boss and see if you can get Sundays off. You know, go, and that might mean you you can't you don't get overtime or you don't you know something else. But um, this is about the right worship of God. Yeah. You know what I mean? And and um, and so that's that. I would encourage him to do that. It's also something you should be thinking beforehand before you take a job, right? Mm-hmm. Before you land in a certain field, uh, you should want to honor God with that and, and keep a, a schedule that you can rightly worship God. Mm-hmm. So that was one question. What was the other? Was there another you, question? You answered the other question. Oh, yeah, is, is there a day, you know, oh, yeah, is yeah. there one day over another day, yeah. obviously? Well, so me specifically, yeah. I mean, I, I worship, <laughs> I still I, I still consider myself, I still Sabbath on Sunday. Mm-hmm. I still consider it my Sabbath. Or not maybe my Sabbath, but the Sabbath. And so preaching is worship to me. God, I, but it's work too. Yeah. It's real. It's a lot of work. So I'm more tired on Sunday night than I am any other day of the any other day of the week. Yeah. So, what Sunday is not for me is restful. Mm. It's worshipful, but it's not restful. Yeah. So therefore, it's I'm not really accomplishing what the sat everything that the Sabbath is meant to accomplish. Okay, because yeah. I'm I'm just worshiping and working and 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 uh, getting really tired. So what I do is I set aside another day. That day is usually Friday. It's always been Friday. It's been Friday for like 15, 17, something like that years for me. Maybe more than that, maybe 20 years. It's been 20 years that I've been setting aside Friday. And Friday is where I rest. I recreate. I do things that fill my soul. I do things that I enjoy. Um, I don't just sit around and veg out and watch TV. I do things that are worshipful and restful. And occasionally I can watch TV and that kind of stuff, but mm. most of the time it's worshipful and restful. But this is going to get us into a problem a little bit <laughs> because this yeah. is where uh, I differ in my understanding of Scripture than um, the Puritans who won out in this, in this article. So it says this. This is what we're supposed to do on the Sabbath. We do not only observe a holy rest. So pause. The Sabbath isn't just for rest, so then, oh, I'm just going to sleep in and watch football and do what I love to do. No. The Sabbath is meant to be holy unto the Lord. So all the day, from their own works, words, and thoughts about their worldly employments and recreations. Okay. I do not believe, I think Scripture teaches, we need to rest from our work and our labor. And so you shouldn't be catching up on emails. You should not be doing work on my Sabbath day on Friday. I do not look, check my email. I, I do not check my email. I'm not. Res- people are texting me about work stuff. I'm not responding to it to the best of my ability unless it's an emergency. The Bible talks about if your ox is in a ditch, yeah. you can do that. Um, but if your ox is in a ditch every single Sabbath, you better shoot the ox. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so on your Sabbath, you should not be working. Stay-at-home mom, what does that mean for you? Hmm. Good question. (laughs) 
This is why we go back to the beginning of this confession where it said, ordering of their common affairs beforehand. So what the Puritans would do on Saturday is they would make double meals. They would make double meals on Saturday so they could pull... They could pull that second meal out on Sunday and mom didn't have to cook. Yeah. Mom didn't have to do a bunch of dishes. Mom didn't have to do all that kind of stuff, mm. all right? And so she could actually get rest on the Sabbath just like everybody else gets rest on the Sabbath, right? So this is one of those due ordering of your affairs beforehand. So our worldly employments, our worldly job, um, we, we should not be working on the Sabbath, but here's where they, they sneak in this word. And there was a lot of fighting about this word. <laughs> It says worldly employments and recreations. So the Puritans believed that you should not do things like go to the theater and uh, play Play badminton. No games. No games. (laughs) Nothing like that on the Sabbath. That that it should be, look, listen, but also are taken up the whole time and the public and private exercises of his worship and in the duties necessity of, and mercy, the duties of necessity and mercy. So they thought the whole day was meant to be spent in public or private worship and the duties of necessity and mercy, helping other people. So if you need to go bring a meal to somebody, you need to go take care of the sick, you could do that. But you weren't supposed to work at all and you weren't supposed to recreate at all. Now, this is where I differ. I I agree with the Puritans in most things. This is where I differ and I, I lean to the side of the continental Reformers. Now, this is interesting. When John Knox fled, um, and he la- he fled Scotland, he fled Mary, Queen of Scots, and he fled uh, to into um, Geneva, and he landed there on the, he landed there, and he came up on the Sabbath, and he arrived at John Calvin's house, and John Calvin on the Sabbath was lawn bowling with his family, ah. and John Knox was a Puritan. John Knox was like, "What is?" You liberal, (laughs) you liberal John Calvin. And he couldn't believe it because he was more puritanical and, and uh, Calvin was more of a continental reformed guy who believed that recreation is a form of rest, that God, God gave us this to actually enjoy it. And we can enjoy the Sabbath through recreation. Now, the important thing is Calvin would go to worship on Sunday morning and he'd preach several times and he'd teach Sunday school classes and he'd do all these different things. Then he would go home and he would recreate. The problem many of us have is we we have a difficulty holding these things together. And we, well, yeah, I'm just going to recreate all day, yeah. right? And we don't do the right worship of God on the Lord's day. Um, so, so I disagree. I land towards more, I'm a Calvinist from, my head to my toes. So I land more with John Calvin on. I think he was right. I think we can recreate. I think we can go swimming. That was another thing. They could, you couldn't go swimming. They said you couldn't go swimming. I think we can do these things. You can go frisbee golfing. You can go golfing. You can go for a bike ride. You can go for a long walk with your family. I think these things bring glory to God and they restore your soul and they're good. But Sunday morning is for worshiping God. And you cannot keep the Sabbath holy if you're not making it a priority the right worship of God. If you're not gathering with your people and worshiping God in the public and private exercises of his worship and in the duties of necessity and mercy. Now that gets us to something like what would be a duty of necessity? Well, for all of our uh, 
dairy farm farmers out there, they would be wanting to milk their cows. Okay. <laughs> so yeah. that's, a, that's a duty of necessity, uh-huh. but yeah. <laughs> I don't know how many we have those of listeners, but uh, mm-hmm. certainly something we have to do. They have to do. Well, we also don't want to take on a legalistic spirit like the Pharisees. Yeah. Where Jewish people, you know, they have, spe- they have special elevators for Jewish people on the Sabbath mm-hmm. because they can't press buttons because if you press a button, it causes a spark, which is igniting a fire, which then moves the buttons around. <clears throat> and they take this so extreme that you can't even turn on your stove. You can't even yeah. mm. change your thermostat. You can't even do these different things because that's a work and that therefore would be breaking the command. Yeah, just to tell you a little bit of a story there. My uh, my uncle, he, he had an apartment uh, or a duplex and he was uh, a very Orthodox Jew, was in, in a Jewish family, was in the other side and they would call him and ask him to come over and turn lights off or on for, <laughs> for him so that they could have their lights on. I mean, that was how, that's how, wow. yeah, that's how they would be. So Yeah, was, so we don't want to be like that. But, again, we don't want... If we think like Americans, everything we do is a duty of necessity. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. You know, like we have to make dinners. We have to fix the car. We have to go get the oil changed. We have to go grocery shopping. We have to spend a little time on our email. We have to do all these things. Mm. Um, and, and I would challenge that and say, no, what you have to do is worship God rightly and rest and enjoy God on your Sabbath. And you need to keep your Sabbath holy and you need to be more serious. I think we need to be more serious about keeping the Sabbath day holy. Mm. Yeah. Now, what would this say about youth sports? Ooh. I guess it depends on what day you, you said that would be um, your Sabbath day. You know, I guess if it's Friday, you know, do you not do any youth sports on Friday? Um, but if Sunday is your, you know, Sabbath day... Okay, that so would be the day that let me you push would, back on that. Yeah. How can you worship God rightly on Friday? Yeah, because we got a whole tension here. There's a tension of we need to, he calls it this, this holy rest. So it's a, mm-hmm. it's, a, it's a time of holiness. It's a setting apart to God because this is, this is his day, the Lord's day. So that's part of the, that we got to hold on to besides the fact that we need to, to rest. And so... To some level, you could say, "Well, hey, I can, I enjoy, uh, you know, I enjoy my 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 child's sports and, and their league, and that's a that's restful for me." I mean, you could argue that way. The problem with arguing it that way is you've got to hold this other one, and that is, how do we worship uh, on that same day? Um, yeah, I, it, it, Sunday sports. It, it's it's it's. I think it's anti. You know. Yeah. I mean, culturally, I mean, culturally it's, the culture is against us on this. I think the, the athletics is a, an area of worship, and uh, it becomes a place of worship and that's not obviously godly worship. So. I think some would say even the same of like Sunday service. Like, why wouldn't service be on Saturday so you can truly worship the Lord on Sunday? Because the— Well, I'm just saying, like, for some people, like, if I do praise and worship, if I got to set up and tear down, like, I got to do all these things, like— that's, that feels like work. So I'm just... So the reason we worship the way that we worship is because we've already went through this. This is what God commands us to worship, right? And so God tells us to play instruments. God tells us to sing songs. God tells us to do these things, and he does not consider those things work. He doesn't consider those things work that's, that should 
should be rested from. That is actually what we're doing is participating in the Sabbath rest of God. Mm-hmm. We're participating in soul rest. Mm-hmm. We're singing about we're safe from our works, mm-hmm. right? We lay our deadly doing down and we're saved by the works of Jesus. So what we're doing is actually worshipful and it's not work. Now, you're right. When we have to set up and tear down, that, that can feel like labor. That can feel like work. And we have to be, we have to be careful. We have to be careful about that, right? And that's why we don't spend the whole day doing it. We have a couple, you know, a few hours on Sunday morning that we do it. But what's important is we worship God the way that he commands us to worship. And we rest the way he commands us to rest. And we're not, when we talk about rest, first and foremost, we're not just talking about laying on the couch. Though that is good. And you should take a Sunday afternoon nap in the sun. That's great. Do that. But we're talking about gospel rest, right? That's what we have to be reminded of. Gospel rest. You are not your work. You are not defining your existence by how much you can do and how much you can perform. And that's what the worship of the right worship of God, that's what that brings to our attention, brings to our mind. Mm -hmm. So we should walk out of Sunday, even though, like those of us who labored heavy, we should walk out feeling lighter than we walked in most of the time because we've laid some of those deadly doings down. We've laid that sin down. We've thrown off that sin that, that clings so closely to us and, and, and causes us to stumble, right? So we walk out lighter than we walk in. So that's how that's worshipful rest. Now, we can't do that on Wednesday morning by ourselves. I don't get, I don't do that on Friday morning by myself. Mm-hmm. On Friday morning or on Friday, what I'm doing is basically the other type of rest. I'm doing the type of rest where I'm just resting from my labors and resting from my work. You know, and, and sometimes I'm even resting from my labors while doing work because I like to go for bike rides. I even like to do work around the house because I work a lot with my mind that working with my body feels like rest to me. Woodworking, things like that feels like rest to me. Mm-hmm. So I would agree with Rob. I think that kids sports is, goes against the, the, the commandment of, of the Sabbath. And we have to be very wary of giving into it. Now, it's one thing, you know, two, three times a year that it happens, you know, state championships, whatever. These things kind of happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a totally different thing if you and your family are spending months out of the worship of God. That's going to do something to your soul. Um, That's going to dishonor God. And that's going to teach your children to dishonor God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So even like seasonal would be, you know, could, could hurt the the relationship with um, even the regular rhythms of coming into service and, and feel, feeling filled um, and, and practicing that, that I've Sabbath. never met a person or a family who took months away from the corporate worship of God and wasn't negatively affected by it. Mm-hmm. I've never met one. Yeah. Mm. Well, you think about, we, we think about the Lord's Day. Let's go back to that. Just the, the, theological concept behind this, and that is that before we came to Christ, what did we do? We we were trying to save ourselves in some way. We're trying to create an identity that might be able to save our lives from what we knew was broken within us. Yeah. Christ came, 
Mm-hmm. He lived the life we should have lived, died the death that he should, we should have died. And then what he did is so what he, he did the work for us. So he did the work. We place our faith in Jesus Christ. He now is our identity. So when, if we start, if we, it's almost like we're regressing if we say, yeah, I trust in Christ. I trust what he did for me on the cross. But now I'm going to form my children. So let's go back to some kind of activity that, it, that requires you to take months on end of, of that on a Sunday morning. What we are doing is we are, we're, we're forming our children to go back to that old identity of, oh, yeah, you, you're only going to be save yourself from that, from that whatever it is within you by becoming a better athlete or a better musician or a, a better artist or whatever this case. None of that's going to save them. Yeah. And so you're, you're not now you're not saving yourself from sin. You're saving yourself from mediocrity. Yeah. You don't want to be a mediocre athlete. So right. you have to go perform and you have yeah. to go out there and you have yeah. to win and you have to and you're a member. It's so interesting. Parents often say to me, well, I'll, they'll let their team down. I'm like, well, your absence from church will let your church down. Yeah let your brothers and sisters in Christ down. Like when your gifts aren't here, your gifts aren't here. And so people might need an encouraging word from you. They might need a a high from you. They might need a question from you. So why would you be more concerned about this kid's teammates Mm -hmm. than your teammates, your body, your member of the body? Interesting. Yeah. That's, I've never heard that somebody saying that before, but that's interesting that comparison because the team's probably going to be around one year. Whereas the body of Christ is going to be around for well eternity, but yeah. <laughs> just your 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 church body, your church family is that which is going to be around for a long time, you know. Let's yeah. Say. So how would you well, like uh, um, maybe help someone walk through like, yeah, we we do baseball, we do basketball every single week, all these different things. Like, what does it look like to I mean repent from that and 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 turn from that, mm. and to be able to I guess even disciple your kids in a way to be able to this is the way we're living life. Yeah. Well, I've known many parents who this is why they became the coaches of their kids sports Mm -hmm. they became the coaches so they could determine the schedule and they could say we're not practicing on Sundays yeah for me my kid just and I either myself or my kid tells my tells the coach up front now listen this is why I get a little I get a little I don't know angsty about this I've been an athlete since junior high okay all the way up to college I've had multiple jobs outside of the church. I've had all kinds of secular jobs. Every single job I've ever had, when I got hired, I said, I can't work Sundays. They said, okay, we'll schedule around that. I tell my coaches, everyone, I can't play on Sundays. I can't do this on Sundays. Okay, all right. My kid, I do the same exact thing. I can't work on Sundays. He's getting his first job. I can't work on Sundays. Okay, we'll schedule around it. The coach... He can't wrestle on Sundays. So when he schedules a practice, he knows my son's not going to be there. Yeah. Right? And that's just what we do. Now, mm. if, this, if he's got, you know, conference tournament or state tournament or something like that, yes, I will, I will, I will let him do that for special occasions. Mm-hmm. Right? But if you, don't, if you don't make those standards up front known and clear, yeah. then you're just kind of at the whim at whatever the coach wants to do. Yeah. And so I think you just need you need to have some standards. You need mm-hmm. to have say no, we don't we don't do this on Sundays instead yeah. of just leaving it out there and letting the coach decide whenever. And yeah. Sundays just might be the easiest day for him to schedule things. Yeah. And he does he's not a Christian so he doesn't care. Right? So you need to make it make it a priority. I think that's just a, a open door right there to to be able to share the gospel with someone um, from a coach to a to a boss and even to your kids as like you're sharing and letting them know like what the values are. Um, and a lot of times uh, 
in a lot of homes, the values are the sports. Yeah. And, and we sure. got to go around the sports. So. This is just another way that our culture has secularized and stolen something from us mm. and then kind of changed it. So why do we have Friday and or why do we have Saturday and Sunday off? Why do we have a weekend? Well, the rest, I would think, <laughs> from work. <laughs> but, where, but where did it come from? Yeah. Where did it come from? Christianity. Yes. Well, I mean, Jew, um, Jewish, the Jewish faith and Christianity. And they couldn't decide on what Sabbath. No, never really thought about that. Yeah. Yeah, they sure, couldn't Saturday, decide. Saturday, Sunday. <laughs> so they said, we'll give you Saturday, Sunday off. We're going to do Saturday and Sunday off. We'll let the Jews worship then, and we'll let the Christians worship then. And so we're going to give you, we're going to work five days a week, and we're going to give you two days off. That's interesting. That's where it came from, right? And, huh. and so this is why we have a seven, this is why we have a five-day work week, and then, and two, and two days off. You know, it's, it's, um, it's from Judeo-Christian heritage. Mm-hmm. But that was for the right worship of God. Yeah. And now we've just turned it into, Recreation, yeah. you know, and and then our culture wants to take the place of God, and and they want basically our worship, yeah. you know, and and that's what that's what we're doing when we're mm. when we're going to these youth sports things every single weekend. We're worshiping. Yeah. We, we might be worshiping our kids, we might be worshiping their potential, we might be worshiping our own leisure, but that's what we're doing. We're worshiping, yeah. and we're worshiping in a way that God says is dishonoring to Him. So, um, hopefully, I, I really want us to s- soak this in and think about this deeply. Um, I, th- I want us to get back as a church to honoring the Sabbath. Mm. That it's not just another day of work. It's not just another day to chill out. That we need to prepare our hearts and prepare our schedules beforehand. Um, this, you know, thinking about this and thinking about how the Puritans, you know, cook double meals on Saturday. I think I'm even going to, I'm going to talk to my wife about, about this so that we're, so that I'm making sure that Sunday is, is a better Sabbath mm. for her. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know, it's not just a Sabbath for everybody else, but she's still got to do everything yeah, she right. normally does. All right. Good. All right. Any, any other questions? Okay. So if you've got any questions on the Sabbath, please email me at justindean at sacredcitychurch.com or you can email... Oh, you know what? What? You, you, hopefully you didn't turn off the podcast already because I've got one, one more thing. People might say, well, didn't Jesus change the Sabbath? Didn't Jesus break the Sabbath when him and his disciples walked to the field and they, they plucked grains and, and they ate them? Didn't Jesus change the Sabbath then? What, what would you say to that, Rob? Well, I, I think that comes back onto the in one sense, the necessity that there is this necessity that we need to, we do need to eat. We need to do, to drink. And I, even he there said that, uh, ultimately he is the Lord of the Sabbath. And so he, uh, the Sabbath is to serve us. I mean, it, it's for the purpose of, you know, it, uh, it, it serves us by us worshiping one, you know, we are worshipers, worshipers. So he's calling us to worship that, which will truly fully satisfy and that is God himself so yeah. he is he's given us the Sabbath for us so the Sabbath is for us and it's also the Sabbath is for us to get the rest that we that we need and yet there are some things that are just necessary yeah on that day yep or I think of when David went into the temple and ate, oh, yeah. ate the showbread or whatever yep. same thing it was a it was a time of necessity 
And again, look at that. He's not breaking the Sabbath. He's fulfilling the spirit of the Sabbath. Yeah. If they were st- if they were hungry and they picked some grain as they walked, and that and he's, and he's also um, going against that that Pharisaical spirit yeah. that says, "Oh, you just picked a handful of grain. You're a Sabbath breaker." Yeah. Right. So it's still fulfilling the spirit, and he is Lord of the Sabbath. Sabbath was made for man, and that, is, that, that does not mean we can do the Sabbath however we want. Right. right. We must do it the way God tells us to do it. So, all right, that was my last thought. Sorry, guys. If, if you might have already shut it off, but. If you have any questions, email me or Pastor Rob. We love you. We're praying for you. We hope this is a blessing to you. God bless.